0: up everybody you are listening to suds buds presents pints and pixar the show where we chat about the films of our childhood and yours over an adult beverage or two as always i'm your host eric anderson and also as always with me in studio co-host of the program mr nate upadel what is going on nathan
1: oh just uh got an interesting one for you I got a little spicy one today
0: Oh we interesting one. I feel like my my voice switched from from proper English to to, to or no, no, it switched from Midwest to proper English to to Irish to
1: Yeah. No I yeah, no speak. Your whole uh your your accents kind of blend a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, you do you boo.
2: Now I will do Arnold. Nope, nope, nope. We, today I'll... we're drinking the Enchanted Islands. It is a delicious beverage. I think we have not sampled it yet. Nate, where's this beer from? I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for you to do that again. I have horses, <laughs> ponies. I do videos on my Instagram of my ponies. <laughs> They're very silly. I feed them carrots in my kitchen, sometimes sweets if they've been good.
1: There's one thing I can't stand it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression.
2: Oh, Nate does not like any of my impressions. It wasn't matter if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger or anybody. Nate would not be down for it.
1: Now you're kinda of sounding like uh like the, the the kid who ate all the chocolate and Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Oh, the I love that movie river.
2: with the golden ticket. <laughs> yes, with the golden ticket. It's a t- very good movie. That reminds me when that movie came out, I was bodybuilding. <laughs> I was over in Hungary Doing the circuit. In Hungary? Hungary and Austria, or Russia.
1: Where is Hungary at?
2: It is in Europe. <laughs> this oh. has been Geography from Aldous Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well, thanks, Arnold,
0: for being on the show there. Uh,
2: real, real sweetie the to swing of by. He's of a guest,
1: man. He's, always, uh, he's such a treat to have in, here in the studio in sunny California.
0: You know what people say. The Suds Buds, they really swing for the fences. That's and, what we do. You know, we may not have the best batting average, but once in a while we... Hit the proverbial dinger.
1: Hey, I'm all about them dingers.
0: Me too. Speaking of dingers, uh, hopefully we got a dinger of the beer on the program today. Hell yeah! Nate, will you finally tell the people what we're
1: friggin' drinking? We got the Enchanted Island from Humble Forager. Um, It is a Imperial Tiki Sour Ale. We got passion fruit, orange, lime, cranberry, pomegranate, simple syrup, and coconut rounding it out.
0: You know, Nate, I've always considered myself quite the humble forager, but uh, I don't know. The whole enchanted island speak, that's uh, a pretty private thing for me. Hey,
1: hey, whatever floats your island, you know what I'm saying?
0: I'm I'm more than willing to share experience about being a humble forager, but if you come near my enchanted island, (laughs) we will have problems.
1: I feel that. Um, Got a little bit of a special episode for you today uh we are doing some live coverage um we've got the uh live cor- coverage live coverage are today. we doing
0: a sports episode uh not are we court. covering golf uh, well, maybe. or cooler uh, golf disc golf Ooh, there you go better golf better that'd be fun <laughs> if they just called this golf, better, better golf, golf. and <laughs> hey, we're gonna go better golf today that's a joke for andy friend of the show who does not listen to the program
1: whatever andy we'll get you eventually we'll get you um, but it is a, uh, we're, we've got some live coverage of a uh, pretty, pretty hot court case. Um, it is the People versus Carl Fredrickson. Yeah. Um, Carl Fredrickson is uh, from the documentary Up. He is yes. the, uh, the the old man f- who flew his balloon house to He's South America. The titular character, Mr. Up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mr. Up, Indeed. Um so yeah we're going to be we're going to be tuning into that in just a couple seconds here. Um just wanted to give you a heads up. A little special episode today.
0: Uh yeah, I mean I don't want to toot our own horns, but toot toot we will. Um is it safe to say the Suds Buds are now part of history? I mean, I guess technically if you make a podcast, you're part of some sort of history. So shout out to all other podcasters. I guess that's cool. It's well, still we... weird to think of ourselves as that. We but, were
1: granted exclusive rights to this um, to this trial. Yeah, and also exclusive this... Exclusive broadcasting rights.
0: It's true. And we, I mean, this is a closed case. We can't even have cameras in the courtroom. We, we don't see what's going on, but we will have live feed that we are allowed to rebroadcast, I understand. Um, it took the Suds Buds legal team a long time to be able to, or a lot of negotiating to get this one on. W- well, my thing is this documentary film, whatever you want to call it, it came out in 2009. Here we are sitting here in sunny California in the Suds Bud Studio. It's 2021, and we've been granted the coveted opportunity to cool. to to not only cover this case, but also I've been told we've been credited by a lot of outlets as reopening this case.
1: Uh, I have heard that.
0: We're um... not even reopening, but opening this case. I mean. I don't think a lot of people know... I mean, I think a lot of people that listen to our show and are familiar with our platform know of the the hit film from Pixar, Up. But what I don't think a lot of people realize is that Up is in fact a documentary and Mr. Fredrickson has been in hiding since 2009. I hate to use the phrase apprehended because I don't think he is a bad guy. But recently, he was found. And I hear that he is... Actually, going to be in the courtroom this very day.
1: he has got—I uh, mean, it's—it's a—it's a, it's a historic case, a landmark trial.
0: Ninety years of age, man. Mm-hmm. Ninety years of age.
1: It—it'll uh, be interesting to see how how this all shakes out.
0: <sighs> well, in the meantime, the conversation is cracked open. Nate and I are ready to go. We're going to send it to Your Honor, Salsa Dave.
3: Order in the court. Order in the court. Order in the court. Today is my first day as a judge and with that I would like to pose to you what is up. Is it the direction above us? Is it an animated documentary produced by Pixar or is it just a fictional adventure film? It like my last name, Stiglmeyer, is tough to say. And with that said, I would like to present to you the Carl of tri- <laughs> the trial of Carl Fredrickson. The old man sitting over there. Take it away, lawyers.
0: All right. Uh, so opening words there. Um, now we go to the opening argument from the the prosecution
1: yep so in in this scenario uh eric is the uh eric with a, a k is uh is the prosecutor he's he's bringing some very serious charges up against uh mr carl all
0: right so um i'd like to thank everyone for for coming today welcome everybody um not exactly the the best of circumstances that bring us all together on this this beautiful day i think we'd all much rather be outside enjoying this fine weather but you know this is what happens um basically there's a podcast out there called suds buds presents pints and pixar that brought forward um you know some some new evidence or or shine some light on some some existing evidence rather on the uh The case of Carl Fredrickson, um, star of the movie Up from 2009, Pixar. Um, But yeah, basically what brings us here today is that um, there's a number of serious charges that have been brought against uh, Mr. Fredrickson by us, the prosecution. And uh, we seek to reach a quick and and painless verdict as possible for all people involved i want to start by saying with my opening words that uh this is an instance where the crime does not necessarily meet its punishment or deserve its punishment so we're willing to work here with with the defense but in the meantime i just want to you know illustrate the charges that we are bringing forward against Mr. Carl Fredrickson. So, uh, first and foremost, we have um, him striking and and assaulting the the state worker, which, I hate to bring up old dirt, that matter was settled, but unfortunately it did lead to him being forced into state-assisted living. I hate to use that word, forced, but I think it, you know... Mr. Carl Fredrickson, I'm just going to call him Carl if that's okay. I've had the opportunity to speak to Mr. Fredrickson beforehand, introduce myself, and is that all right? All right. So, uh, you know, Carl struck the state worker and was ordered to go into assisted living and instead fled those orders. So the first charge um, is the misdemeanor uh, fleeing a state order. So... From there, we have Carl, who decides to make um, some sort of, you know, toy project in his backyard and uh, fly it to South America, which is cute and all. And I'd maybe have some leniency there if he was a minor or something. But being that he is an adult, I have to try him as one or hope that he's tried as one. Uh, So, yeah. He, he made this, this aircraft and never registered it and then proceeded to fly it across international borders. But before he got there, he found a stowaway. And uh, based on what we know, there was a storm that threw them off track. Uh, whether or not he had time to return this boy before the storm is, it, it's a gray area. He had time to daydream about what he was going to do and and probably neglected his his best judgment and and chose the wrong course of action, which was doing nothing, um, which would bring forward the kidnapping charge, which would also be unfortunately amplified a little bit because he did go over international borders um, with this minor. So we have the the felony unregistered aircraft, the the misdemeanor charge for. Um, uh, uh, you know, fleeing the the state-ordered uh, housing situation. We've got another felony for kidnapping. I'm going to drop the reckless endangerment. My team was really pushing for that, but I do believe that Carl, once he had this kid in his possession, tried his best to care for that, that kid as best he could as a non-parental figure. But uh, that's basically the charges we've come up with today um if there's anything i missed we'll be sure to let you know but in the meantime i would like to uh pass it along over to the defense
1: uh, appreciate the um the uh, prosecutor's kind words here um i'd like to start off by saying that i believe that uh carl is receiving some very unfair um uh, I believe the allegations are unfair uh, in regards to a few of the charges. Um, the defense does uh, does admit that the while the or that the aircraft was an unregistered aircraft. However, um, that we do not believe brings a felony charge along with it. The flight of the aircraft um, again unregistered aircraft. The I believe the situation at hand here comes down to the timing of all of the events and at which um, at which rate or at which point the stowaway was identified and Carl's course of action as soon as the stowaway was identified. Um, as we've as we've learned, um, the aircraft is already in motion, uh, much higher than, or yeah, it was well above the city when Carl had identified the stowaway. Um, when when he had identified uh, Russell, we'll call him, um, Carl's immediate action was, for one, com- brainstorming ideas on how to return the stowaway. Um, and then, two, after determining that didn't work, immediately started to attempt to land his aircraft. Um, he immediately walked over and started disconnecting the balloons, keeping his house afloat to bring the aircraft down. At which point, uh, Russell, um, was Russell, or w- at which point the house then flew into a storm at that point, And due to, um, the laws regarding stowaways, um, the, stow- the as soon as the captain of a ship finds the stowaway, um, they must for, at, one, at first detain the stowaway and then transport them to the nearest port. So, Carl has identified and he is again attempting to land his ship to bring him to the nearest port. I would say that's all on the up and up here. Um, however, then the storm comes through and starts to destroy the ship that they are in. Carl, um, in the attempt, because as, or with the stowaway, you do also have to help ensure their safety. Um, you can't just lock them away, leave them to their own devices. Carl then secured all of the, um, all of the odds and ends, the loose gear that was flying around the house, and was knocked unconscious.
0: Am I allowed to speak at this point?
1: Well um, Let let me finish mine. You can come back. I think this is relevant.
0: Okay. Let's hear it. I mean, the argument about the the closest port, the safest port to get him to, I get that. But at the same time, I think this is an instance of the, the gas versus the brake. If you are a following car and you accidentally tap the gas as traffic slows rather than the brake, causing what is known as an accident, there's still usually a penalty That follows this accident. Sure. So I I just want to clarify, are you arguing negligence on on the point of the defendant here?
1: I wouldn't argue negligence.
0: Um, Carl, again, was attempting to
1: land his aircraft when the aircraft then encountered a dangerous storm that could have destroyed the aircraft that they were both riding in. I believe it was the pertinent choice to then try to remove or try to get out of that dangerous situation before reattempting to land the ship. You don't exactly land a ship in the middle of a hurricane.
0: I, I just, for the sake of the defendant, I would like to come to some sort of a clear argument on, on verbiage here. Because, or okay. some sort of a clear understanding agreement on verbiage, excuse me. Um, you You clearly don't like negligence, but I just want to clarify that you're saying the best course of action was to daydream about the best course of action and then choose to not act. He did attempt to act he got knocked out before he could do anything. Incorrect. After he uh, if, daydreamed in in his daydream which we saw, I don't in, know how they had the in, technology to document that, but we did see in the video evidence that he in fact killed the kid. So,
1: if you look at the if you look at the process or the exact timeline of this, he had the daydream determined that lowering Russell down to a safe spot to drop him off was not going to work. At which point, when he realizes that's not going to work... And you can't exactly put an amount of time on how quickly that daydream happened. I, I just want to come to a... No, 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 I understand that. But immediately after that, he walks over to the blo- where the balloons are secured to the house... and starts cutting balloons so he can land the ship. That was the immediate next step. So at first, he was trying to figure out how to get the kid off the ship. Determined he couldn't while the ship was flying... And started to try to land the ship.
0: We're speeding ahead though. I just want clarification on the fact that you're saying that the best course of action was to think about what to do. Rather than immediately landing the craft which he fully had the technology and the power to do.
1: He had the technology. But I believe weighing your options to see what the best course of action is. Again we have no... We have, I mean, you're assuming that he's a computer, you know, or you're assuming he doesn't need time to think about the situation at hand, which I don't believe is a very fair position to put him in. He's, he's reading this situation just as we're reading it, just as Russell's reading it. He knows landing the ship is a possibility. He's playing through any ideas that could
0: also be a possibility. I understand full well that your client is not a computer. And if he was, I want to let you know that our charges would be a lot more harsh. Sure. We're, we're seeking to make a deal sure. to get him out of here with a guilty verdict, but to lesser charges. And we will we will let you know what our agreement is later that we want to bring forward. But in the meantime, I just want clarification. You do think the best course of action was not to do anything at all at that time.
1: He absolutely, uh, that's not what I'm saying. He absolutely tried to do things. So, he, Which was daydream and get knocked out. You're, you're ignoring the attempt of landing the ship before the ship was then put into danger. You're ignoring it was a daydream. He was addressing the situation, weighing
0: all all of his options, and then determined the best course of action was to land the ship. I'm saying that the fact that there was a daydream that the best course of action was lowering the the human, the miner, versus lowering the craft already speaks negligence on behalf of your client. Again, I don't know that you can
1: blame somebody for, I mean, you can't charge somebody for negligence over a thought that crossed their mind.
0: But he was in operation of a motor vehicle with a minor that was not blood relative of his own. that Correction, he did not, have custody not a motor
1: vehicle. Um, but that is neither here nor there.
0: But correct, being that it was in registered airspace and it was unregistered, we need to basically adhere the laws of a flying motor aircraft to that of his flying house. Fair. Again. I'm just saying, so- if we go back to the argument of the brake versus the gas. Argument that he made a poor decision and it's not necessarily a good enough argument to get him out scot-free. I'm not saying that he should be penalized to the full extent on felony kidnapping charges, but at the same time, I think it's hard at this point for you to say that he deserves nothing because he made a poor decision or not a decision at all.
1: I would not I would argue that he didn't make a poor decision or any decision at all. He was processing the, the situation at hand.
0: You're not willing to mm-hmm. say that, but what you've illustrated is that Your client did just that.
1: He was processing the situation at hand and then made the best decision possible. The best decision possible was landing the ship, which he attempted to do until the ship then drove into the storm.
0: I I know we don't have a jury here, and I know there's no cameras in this courtroom. That's not the way this trial is working, and I know audience participation is not encouraged in the court, but I (laughs) would be willing to bet that if I opened this up to the court... And if I asked people if his best course of action was daydreaming, they would all vehemently disagree. Again, you're, you're
1: taking daydreaming, I'm taking playing situations out, playing the best course of actions out in his head.
0: I think the best course of action that he could have played out in a perfect world would have been grabbing the wheel and landing the house. Again,
1: that's not how the house works, as we've figured out much later in the situation. You don't get to land the house. The way you land that house is you remove the balloons. He would have had to clip balloons. Which is what he started to do. Immediately after determining that lowering Russell onto a a building was not the best course of action. He clipped
0: enough for it to change direction. But not enough for it to... Because that's also some other evidence I'd like to bring forward. An aircraft operated by that many balloons, you would not be able to steer without a motor. So he already Yes. He this, this literally was, turns he turns the thing That and it is not. Wind. That, it is not real. Okay. That is fake. Oh, oh, oh. that is the CG, house. that was CGI doctored. Okay. In Mr. Frederickson's documentary up. Mm. Excellent. Okay. Conjecture. all I'm saying that house was not steerable that house had the capabilities to get up and to get down sure so his ability to get down was
1: to remove the balloons that brought him up correct and he didn't remove enough I mean he started to remove them it's not like he had I mean the the oh. aircraft was not built with the intention of I apologize quick you. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and I will let you finish okay. your rebuttal so he immediately upon upon addressing the situation and determining the best course of action proceeded to take the best course of action which was to remove balloons to lower the house down to ground level telling Carl or telling Russell that he would be able then to get Russell back to his parents however the ship then rolled into a storm at which point um at which point Mr. Fredrickson's best course of action was to lock down any sort of um, objects that could injure either of them, which he did, and then was knocked unconscious. At which point, Russell decided to steer the ship to South America. It was not Mr. Fredrickson that took the ship to South America, it was Russell. Russell was the pilot, Mr. Fredrickson was unconscious. At the point that they got to South America, Mr. or Mr. Frederickson again, brought to the point, we are going to land and figure out how to get you home. That was his immediate statement as soon as he came back to consciousness. Then they realized that they were on top of a cliff. So at no point, and again... Mr. Fredrickson, upon determining he has a stowaway, his main duty is to detain this stowaway until he can get to the nearest port. Can we agree on that? So, uh, d- upon arriving in Paradise Falls and getting knocked from their aircraft and not being able to reboard their aircraft, he has no way to get off this rock. He has no way to get to the nearest port at this time.
0: Correct? Can we agree on that? I disagree. You disagree? I think our entire prosecution team disagrees at this point. Oh, okay. I think this brings into uh, effect the gas in the tank argument that if he still has air in the balloons, gas in the tank, they opt to use human energy... For, what do they say, two days is how long they have? They had, he, specifically to mention they have three
1: days max before all of the balloons are deflated.
0: Yes. So at this point, there's still buoyancy in the house. It still wants to leave and they're trying their best to weigh it down. Correct. The best course of action at this point would be to fly home with gas, the proverbial gas in the tank.
1: However, as I've established, they have no way of reboarding the aircraft.
0: They do. I would argue they did not try well enough.
1: I I mean I disagree. At at what point it just because they couldn't think of a way to get onto the ship doesn't mean I mean you can't blame them for not being able to come up with that idea. My argument They tried, is- it would have in fact it would have been easier for Mr. Fredrickson had he had malicious intent to reboard the ship and float across.
0: The, the prosecution team believes that if Mr. Frederickson could walk the house with Russell for presumably three entire days, 72 hours, he would also have the strength to somehow find a way to pull it down. It's, you know, if the Egyptians could build the pyramids, in 2019, Russell and Carl have a way to get this house that's floating 10 feet above the ground. If they can walk this thing thousands of yards parallel to the earth, they could can surely pull it down 10 feet
1: again they it would have been in their best interest again if if carl is if we are to believe that carl was trying to not return russell home but to just get his house to the position that he wanted it in it would have been in his best interest to reboard the aircraft it wouldn't it wouldn't have made sense to not board the aircraft and walk it when they could have just floated over the gap and landed the house where they wanted, he wanted it. However, they didn't have an ability to get back onto the aircraft, which was immediately addressed
0: upon falling out of the aircraft. I think at this point we can just agree this is why we find ourselves in the court of laws because there are a few issues in this case that we fundamentally disagree upon. Um, I think it is best at this point if we break and we send it back in just a few moments for the closing plea agreement. Okay. Are there any final words you'd like to make before we we take a quick break? Uh,
1: I believe my client is being railroaded and um, I would like the whole case thrown out.
0: We'll leave that to the judge. But in the meantime, we're going to send it back to the Suds Buds who are monitoring this case. And, uh, yeah, we'll get some quick words from them. Wow. Heated case right there. Fascinating. Fascinating. Fascinating stories here. nail-biter. But uh, tell you what. I'm I'm really feeling for that Carl. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one, but I think the people might win this one. But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick little break, and we will come right back with the plea agreement. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Whew. Heated case we got here. Honored that we are able to cover this. This is, um, this is a pretty prime opportunity for the suds buds. If I do, do say so myself. And,
1: uh, speaking of suds, this one, holy hot damn.
0: well, we will get to our review of this beer. But first, let's get to the plea deal that is about to be offered by the prosecution team as we speak. So we now go live to the courtroom. All right, well, I I appreciate you letting us, uh, you know, uh, speak our part at the beginning of the the hour and and bring forward our charges. At this point, we would like to... um, speak about our plea deal that we are offering to the defendant, Mr. Carl Fredrickson. So our deal here is, um, we don't believe that this man is, is fit for life in prison. We don't believe that he's fit for even any time in jail. We don't think that would benefit him. As a matter of fact, based on his documentary up, we believe that he ended his journey probably in better spirits than he began. however, we also don't believe that he is fit to care for himself at this point. And that's an unfortunate thing for us to say, but we also believe that Carl has proven that the best place for him to reside is in his home, own home. Therefore, what we would like to offer today is a guilty charge, a guilty agreement, rather, to the charges of flying an unregistered aircraft across international borders we will drop the felony charge and make it a gross misdemeanor we will also drop the kidnapping charges but we have an offer that we'd also like to bring forward in just a moment here reckless endangerment we would like to drop we are keeping the charges of him violating state-ordered assisted living so what we are offering is that Carl returns to his dwelling, which resides on the cliff of Paradise Falls. Carl is ordered to stay within no closer than 500 feet from any minors. That's anybody being under the age of 18 years of age. And we will also find after an intensive screening process, two PCAs that we believe are fit to care And look after Carl. And will live. In his original dwelling. On the cliff side of Paradise Falls. So what we're looking at here is two misdemeanors. For the agreement that Carl. Must go back to where. His home is. He must not re-enter the US. He must also agree not to fly aircrafts anymore. Or operate motor vehicles. And he must not go within 500 feet, 500 yards, excuse me, of any miners. This is our agreement. Again, we send our best to Russell's family, as he is now a thriving 22-year-old. And we also send our best to the family of Mr. Fredrickson, which we know they can't be here. Carl is here, and he's not in the best of health. And we want you to permanently dwell where we feel is, is best and safest for you and the rest of society. A removal from society, I would I would clarify. Removal from society. We did clarify two CPAs, or PCAs, excuse me. Um, we believe it's best that Carl has some form of social stimulation. And that is also why we don't think that being in prison is the best place for him at this point in his life. You know, I mean, Carl, you're 90, you're 90 years old. You're going on 91, you know, if I can have the opportunity to speak to him, you know. I, do what a 91-year-old should do, you know. Draw some pictures, listen to some great music, you know. Read some books, look out a beautiful window. You'll have your beautiful window view of the falls that you've always wanted. There'll be a few hitches, but... At the same time, we want to ensure your safety as well as the safety of Chicago.
1: Um, the amendments I would like to make is that uh, Carl or the restriction of Carl using a um, any sort of motor vehicle or flying vehicle be removed. Um, but otherwise, I believe the defense can pretty much agree on everything here.
0: Well, you know, I guess the judge will have to have final say on that, but our argument is that when Carl filmed the documentary, I would argue he wasn't even fit to drive. so the fact that he was flying i mean the i mean us dropping the reckless endangerment that was that was a harder thing for me to push to the prosecution than the dropping of the kidnapping. They at no point believed that you know he was trying to harm Russell, so that was a fairly easy one to to get rid of, but I mean. He flew this kid to South America. Correction. The the kid
1: flew him to South America. He was in his
0: 70s. I don't think he should have been operating a car. I don't think he should be operating a car now. Much less a balloon house. Also, we don't want him operating a motor vehicle because we don't want the chances of him coming back here.
1: Again, if we can agree upon non-reentry to the U.S., I don't think that's an issue. And I don't think... This court has the uh, the ability to enforce their will in other sovereign nations.
0: I hate that you brought this court into it, but if you're going to... I also find it hard to believe that this court... I mean, I, if I was to pick any 90-year-old off the street and present them before this court... I find it hard to believe that anyone here would find almost any 90-year-old f- fit to fly an aircraft in Chicago or South America. So I mean, but
1: that's that's conjecture.
0: And I'm not basing this on the negligence uh, on Carl's behalf. I'm not blaming this on his ability to fly or drive. I'm blaming like putting this strictly on his age and his ability. I don't think he has the motor skills, or the response time at this point in his life to responsibly fly an aircraft or a motorized vehicle.
1: Uh, I think without, a, without a, uh, a physical assessment of Carl's abilities, uh, I don't think that that's a fair charge.
0: How about this? And I'll put this out there. We don't have to strike an agreement now, but if you can, as a team find some sort of a a middle ground, some sort of a compromise, some sort of a craft that you believe Carl would be fit to operate safely, then possibly my team would maybe be willing to to negotiate. Fair is fair. All right. Well, that being said, I guess uh, all that's left to do is... uh,
1: Leave it to the judge.
0: Leave it to the judge. So I guess uh, at this point... We will go to recess, and uh, we will resume with a final verdict from Your Honor Salsa Dave. (laughs) Stay tuned.
3: Order in the court! Order in the court! Oh wow, y'all quieted down... Quickly this time, well, the moment is up on us, if you will. The verdict has come back from the jury. And here I am to read it. In all cases facing Carl Fredrickson, the court finds you not guilty. And before any angry mobs want to tear down a city... Let me just tell you why he's not guilty. At the end of the documentary that was presented as evidence, the only form of evidence in this entire case, it shows Carl and Russell at a Wilderness Explorer's badge ceremony. Russell hugs Carl. Sure, that might be Stockholm Syndrome, but it sure doesn't look like Russell pressed any charges. And when it comes to kidnapping, he's not even a kid anymore. He's an adult. So, Russell, if you want to press charges, go for it. If And if you do, tell me right now while well, court is still in session. No? No? No charges? Then I, quite frankly, do not know why this court case was brought into my courtroom. That being said... Carl, I hope you enjoy the rest of whatever few light, few years you have left on this beautiful planet. And I'm I'm sorry for any harassment that you may have encountered. Please go in peace.
0: Well, there you have it, final verdict from Salsa Dave. Some of you are maybe happy. Some of you aren't. We'll uh, we'll zip our lips and and let the people decide. If you have any final thoughts on this. Uh, case of the people versus Carl Fredrickson feel free to shoot us an email at sudsbudspod at gmail.com we got real goofy with this one or reach out on Instagram, that's sudsbudspod on Instagram but uh, in the meantime our closing statements we got a beer to review
1: Yeah, yeah we do
0: what were we drinking?
1: this is the Enchanted Island from Humble Forager, it is a Imperial Tiki Sour Ale, Passion Fruit, Orange, Lime, Cranberry, Pomegranate, Simple Syrup, Coconut. Um, this version of Enchanted Island is sponsored by a Jamaican Me Crazy Tiki Drink. Vibrant Passion Fruit, Juicy Orange, and Smooth Coconut takes center stage, backed by a zesty lime, a touch of cranberry, and sweetened by pomegranate simple syrup. Um, That's this, a lot of words. It is a lot of words. Um, also, this is a. I mean, what, how many ounces is this can? This, this is a tiny boy. Um, I'll find. I'll find it in a minute. I'm sure it's on here somewhere. Um, oh, comes in. Yeah, it's twelve fluid ounces. Okay. So, yeah, it's like a, it's like a Red looks, Bull can. Yeah, Red Bull can, White Claw can, you know, however, whatever you drink. um, Comes in at 9%, though. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Well, you just said a lot about this beer, but I got some thoughts on this. I'm excited to review this one. Um, This is really freaking tasty. <laughs> yep. Like, that first sip
1: I had, I was like... Yeah, holy hot
0: damn. And not boozy, like you said, 9%. Yep. Yeah, this is, what was the brewery again? Uh, this is Humble Forager. Out of? Uh, I believe there is that, no, that's not Rochester, is
1: it? Humble Forager is... Why, is, why are things not on cans anymore? Just don't put these things. Oh, uh Moana Key, Wisconsin. Okay.
0: Well, I'm a fan. This is really tasty. I mean, it's got the color of like grapefruit juice. Maybe a little paler. Yeah. Um, Not as pink. Kind of has a grapefruity flavor. I would have swore grapefruit was in there, but definitely a lot of citrus, a lot of tropical fruit. It's pretty thick. Um, Not super heavy, not super strong, which is weird because usually when you think thick, you think heavy. Mm-hmm. But this is like... So it's like juice thick. Juice thick, yeah. You know, it's it's got a soft carb on it. Man, I'm a big fan. You swung for the fences with this one, Nate. I'm gonna put this at a 4.8 strong review. Not a score I give out to every beer. Mm-hmm. Um it passes the test, man. I would buy this again. I would drink this again. I would absolutely recommend it. It's a dangerous one. Yep. This is one <laughs> where like I think we're doing it perfect. You get a 12 ounce can, you split this in two little sampling glasses, and uh, you know it's it's a great way to start your night, especially on a warm night like tonight. Sunny um,
1: California is really bringing that heat these
0: days. Yeah, yeah. We had a little break in the humidity, a little storm, which doesn't happen often here in SoCal, and then uh, yeah, now back to the heat. Mm-hmm. The pavement is cooking. Oh my God! If Brad, you smell, can you smell what the pavement's cooking? What the asphalt is cooking.
1: <laughs> Dwayne the Asphalt Johnson. Uh,
0: No, this one... uh, 4.8. 4.8. 4.8. 4.8. 4.8. That that, that equates to an 8.6. No, no, it doesn't. That (laughs) equates to a 9.6. I did math.
2: I did math.
0: Hooked on
1: math. Um, (laughs) No, this beer is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think I could do a 12 ounce, but I think that's about the most I could run with. Um, but yeah, I I, I mean, I do love, I love the body of it. The flavors are all, I mean, I'm not getting like the cranberry bit that they were talking about. Um, I do get that lime, like that citrus bite. Like I can't necessarily identify it as lime, um, but I'm definitely getting the bite there. Uh, it kind of, I don't know. It tastes like a straight up tiki drink. Like if you poured this in a tiki glass, handed it to me, put an umbrella in it, I'd be like, "Oh, what what liquor is in this?" Yeah, um, yeah, really good, highly recommended. I did pick this up at Ambibulous, hmm. um, but it it says it's from Wisconsin though, which I thought thought Ambibulous only did Minnesota. Maybe maybe it's a collab. I don't know. I don't
0: know what's going on. Maybe they're uh. They're venturing outward. I don't know. Or
1: maybe this one is just good enough where they're like, okay, all Minnesota beer, but also the Enchanted Island. Yes. We can have that one, guys. That's that's fine.
0: That's a fair game.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is going to be right up there with you. I think I'm going to put it at probably, honestly, I might tie you on this one, 4.8. Um, basically, those last two points are reserved for something I could drink another of. Um. I would absolutely buy this again. I almost certainly will buy it again. Um, but it's not something you'd want to have a couple of in a go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it is... Yeah. This is exactly... like it. it's, it's even got that little sour bite. Yeah. Like You know that the word like sour is tossed around a lot lately. And it's kind of losing its meaning. But it's even got... A small amount of bite, um, a little tartness, a little Very sourness. Very juicy. Yeah, um, yeah. It just it's
0: tasting more and more
1: like a fruit juice. And honestly, I kind of want a little bit more, but there's no more left. Actually, there's not much left. less
0: little dribble. Yep. Well, oh. strong scores. That is a high mark for the Enchanted Island out of Wanaki. I think that was it. Yeah. Wanaki, Wisconsin. There you go. I think that might be where Untitled Art's out of as well.
1: Uh, that could be the art. Actually, I mean, it's got some kind of familiar art.
0: Um, it's a pretty can. It is a pretty can. I It's like
1: watercolor style painting.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely buy it again if I see it. That's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a standout. It's it's vying for sour of the season again. Our final episode we'll go through our spreadsheet which needs some serious assembling right now <laughs> and uh, we will come up with our front runners do some re-reviews do some high points, some low points let you know what we're thinking but in the meantime that's about all we got for today no film review, just the court case of Carl Fredrickson versus the people, we hope you enjoyed up to no good title courtesy of Your Honor Salsa Dave Um. Yeah, in the meantime, feel free to check us out on Instagram, SudsBudsPod. Otherwise, shoot us an email. We always appreciate that. We read them on the show. Be reviews, arguments, debates. It's all encouraged. That's SudsBudsPod at gmail.com. I'm Eric. That's Nate. That's me. Together, when we put our rings together, we become the SudsBuds, and our show is SudsBuds Presents pines and pixar so stay safe be well be happy and please pixar responsibly
1: suds buds ho
2: thinks
4: quarters in search of a verdant dear sound no appeal on the daggettin day just my home will The walls cold and-